Welcome to season three of the Stephanie Humphrey channel, where Stephanie takes us through a short teaching on the 12 days of Christmas from Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12. Stephanie also offers a 12-month challenge for us to complete this 2023 year. Visit her website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.org to get more information and enjoy this teaching as we share the love of Jesus Christ. Evening. Welcome, YouTube. Um, followers, YouTube family, welcome to the podcast family. I'm so excited to have this special service on tonight. You all, I'm going to be nice and brief, like short and sweet, um, share what I have with you, and then I'll have a challenge for you at the end. So welcome to the 12 days of Christmas. I was actually going to do this service right after Christmas, but y'all know I was spending time with my family. I wasn't trying to get on YouTube. So, um, Today is actually uh, the epiphany, old Christmas is what we call it. And so I decided, well, you know, is it okay if I just do it on six? You know, I got to check in with the Lord. And so, yeah, so tonight we're having a service just to talk a little bit about the epiphany, a little bit about old Christmas, a little bit about the wise men and the star and the number 12. And then I have a challenge for you for this 2023 school year. I keep saying school year. Y'all, I'm an educator. So school year is automatically coming with each new year. So this 2023 year. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your favor. I thank you for your mercy. I pray that you will be in this service with us. We welcome you in, Father God, to have your way and to move by your spirit. Lord God, we surrender to you, Father God. We ask for your forgiveness for any sin that we committed today, any sin of omission or commission, what we knew we committed sin, we knew we committed sin, we what we didn't know, you know, that we harmed someone today. So please forgive us, Lord Jesus. Help us to forgive ourselves, Lord God. Help others to forgive us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this service on tonight. I pray that you will speak to us from your word in Matthew 2 and that you will uh, speak through me so that your people can hear you, but also speak to our hearts independently, Lord God, so that we will understand and know what you are speaking to us directly. God, we thank you for encouraging us tonight, for lifting us up, for building us up, for inspiring us, Lord God, and for bringing any correction that we need so that we can be whole, heal, and the full of who you have called us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Good evening. Hi, mom. Glad that you are here with us tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the word. My teaching is, y'all, I promise you it's short and sweet. <laughs> it is short and sweet. I actually took out a few things that I'm hoping will still um, allow the teaching to flow. I actually have some other notes right here if I need to tap into a few things that I took out. But I definitely wanted to um, just give a short teaching, uh, like I said in my introduction, just about the 12 days of Christmas and um, what that means for the Christian world. All right. First, let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 and 12, um, verses 1 through 12. I will read that in your hearing. And then we will get into this short teaching. I keep saying that I proclaim it in Jesus' name, a short teaching. So Matthew 
2, 1 through 12. I believe I got this from the New Living Translation, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king? of the Jews. We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed. He was king at the time. He was in charge. He was like, wait a minute, a new king? What's happening? What's going on? Like, somebody tell me something. Uh, so King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Now, Okay, let me keep reading. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? See, they thought Jesus was coming as a conquering king because the Old Testament prophets um, already proclaimed, and patri prophets and patriarchs, they proclaimed Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, the king is coming to rescue his people from um, the, the, the rule of the land. You know, they were in Babylonian captivity, Assyrian captivity, they was just in captivity. That's a whole different teaching. So the Israelites, the Jews were waiting for Jesus to come, but they thought he would come as a conquering king. But but Jesus came as baby Jesus into the world. And, uh, you know, we know the story, but let me keep reading. Verse five, in Bethlehem in Judea, that was the answer. They said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod, Herod, um, called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. Oh, my Lord, Lord, Lord. Verse nine, after this interview, the wise men went their way. This is definitely the New Living Translation. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they they were filled with joy, very much like the shepherds, right? They entered the house and saw the child was with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. <laughs> if you all have ever seen the movie, The Nativity, and if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to, to, to get it, borrow it, watch it, purchase it. It's a really good depiction, in my opinion. It is a very good de uh, depiction of uh, the angel of the Lord speaking to Mary, Mary's family, the reaction of Mary's family, the reaction of Joseph, um, their journey to Bethlehem, well, their, their journey to Jerusalem in, in, uh, in Bethlehem, and um, uh, how King Herod responded to the wise men and just his interaction with his son. It's a really good movie. Like I had, I watched it. I usually watch it every Christmas. I didn't finish it this Christmas. I watched uh, most of it, but didn't finish it. But I'm encouraged. It is so good. And I laugh because in the book, I mean, in the movie, as the scripture says, you know, Herod was like, 
when y'all go, tell me, you know, where he is so I can go worship him. And you can see his expression and know, you can kind of feel the tension coming through the movie screen where the wise men can feel that there's something not right here with King Herod. And so it's just, they, they the actors do a phenomenal job, in my opinion, of depicting um, how things were happening or how the events were uh, unfolding during biblical times, facial expressions, body language, and everything. It's, it's a really good movie. It's called The Nativity. I encourage you to watch it. It is good. And it's good for any time of the year just to, you know, be encouraged in, in the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So getting into this teaching, we are going to focus on the star, the wise man, gifts, and the number 12. So today, January 6th, is considered Old Christmas. My mom is the first one to talk me about Old Christmas. So um, Eastern Roman, the Eastern Roman Empire used to celebrate Christmas on January 6th. That started as early as the fourth century. They celebrated Christmas on January 6th. Those of us in the West, in, in America, we celebrate on the 25th, um, whereas some um, other countries celebrate uh, at different times. It didn't give me a date um, right here. Oh, December 23rd is for some um, in the Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries, they celebrate December 23rd. And so whatever day you choose to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, you can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ every day if you want to. Um, but whatever day you choose, we celebrate the fact that Jesus was born on the earth, that God wrapped himself up in human flesh, sent his son Jesus, a part of the Trinity, down to... Um, be the sacrifice to save us from our sins. And so this, again, is Old Christmas. It's also considered the Epiphany, which represents the 12 days from the time Jesus uh, was born, December 25th, up until today, January 6th, to indicate the journey that the wise men took to get to Jesus. <laughs> today is also called Three Kings Day. Let me see where uh, Three Kings Day is celebrated in, in the Irish and Amish Christians. They celebrate Three Kings Day and Little Christmas. And let me see if there are any other countries that I can look at very quickly. I think there are some other countries that celebrate Three Kings Day. Again, to honor the um, journey of the wise men coming to see baby Jesus and offering him gifts. So while some of us celebrated Christmas uh, December 25th and we shared gifts and shared, you know, love and time with our family, some celebrated today and they shared their gifts and love and time with their families. Um, the Epiphany is a Christian feast day celebrated 12 days after Jesus' birth in honor of God incarnate through Jesus Christ. The 12 days is also acknowledged as the number of days it took for the wise men to visit Jesus. I got ahead of my notes, but it's all good. Let's talk, I told y'all it's going to be a short teaching. Let's talk a little bit about the wise men and the star. So the wise men who are uh, in the Bible referred to as the Magi, also referred to as the three kings, they were astrologers who followed the star to Bethlehem. In my research, I found that there are there has been y'all extensive study <laughs> about the star of Jesus, about the star of Bethlehem. Like, I mean, these astrologers from the early centuries up until now have been studying because they don't believe 
some of the astrologers, some of the scientists, they don't believe that there was literally a star of Bethlehem. Okay, it has been explained in many different ways and the most consistent way that astrologers um, and scientific people have explained it is this. They believe that there was a great conjunction that happened in the sky causing the appearance of the star. A great conjunction is when two planets appear close together in the sky. It is believed that the planet Jupiter, which is the second, which is the largest planet actually um, in the solar system, and Saturn, which is the sixth or the second, is the second largest planet, sixth planet from the sun. That's where my six came from. So Saturn, which is the second largest planet, it is believed that Jupiter and planet were drawn close to each other in the constellation Pisces. If you all had, know your birth signs, you know, there's Virgo, Capricorn, Pisces, Leo, Libra, and the rest of them I can't remember right now. So it is thought that Saturn and Jupiter came together in the constellation Pisces um, and their, the brightness of the star of the stars, not stars, but the brightness of the planets coming together um, caused a light to shine. And from here, from our perspective here on earth, to us, it looked like a star, like bright light of them coming I mean, close together look like a star to us that were on the earth. We know, I know we weren't on the earth, but just humans on the earth. And so that is how astrologers have explained. I should have read, read it how I wrote it. <laughs> I'm gonna read it how I wrote it, even though I just told you I'm gonna read it how I wrote it because it probably makes a little bit more sense. It is believed that the planets Jupiter and Saturn were drawing close to each other in the Pisces constellation, and from Earth's vantage point, they appear to touch, causing a bright light to shine in the sky. This this could have been it. Whatever it was, we had a bright light in the sky that we call a star because the Bible says it was a star, so it is a star. So however God worked it out in the heavens, the star led the wise men to baby Jesus. Now the wise men came from Parthia in the land of Persia. It was about, I thought I had wrote the number in my notes, but let me see if I have them in these notes. And I don't think I do. Um, I could have written it down somewhere else. It was a several hundred thousand, not a hundred thousand, but a hundred miles journey. No, it was over 400 miles to go from Persia to um, Bethlehem. So it was about a 10 to 11 day journey from the, for the wise men to get from Persia, Parthia in Persia, to Bethlehem in, um, in, Ju in Israel, in Judea. So about a 12-day journey, they got to Jesus. And uh, the the Bible does not say that it was three wise men or two wise men or 10 wise men. The Bible does not give a number, but I believe the number three came about because of the three gifts that the wise men offered to Jesus. There are also names that have been assigned to wise men, Gaspar, I thought I had written them down too. I think I had three different sets of notes. <laughs> I had three different sets of notes working here, um, but I'm going to look it up quickly because I want you to see, um, I want you to see, to hear these names, not see them. But Melkor, who was a Persian scholar, Casper or Gasper, um, and also Balthazar, which was a Babylonian scholar. Those were names that the, um, that have been regarded as the wise men. I can't say if that's true or not because the Bible does not 
outline their names, but that is, you know, what that is. Uh, those are the names of the uh, wise men that are thought to have come to visit Jesus. So that's another reason why three has come about as far as the number of wise men. Um, y'all can search that out for yourselves. If y'all get any more information about it, let me know. Even in the nativity, the movie, those three names are assigned to the three wise men that are highlighted within the movie. But the Bible says wise men without a number. And so that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the wise men, you all. One reason why I think that God chose the wise men to be the second set of visitors to witness baby Jesus. We know the shepherds were the first set of visitors to witness him. But I believe that, G that God chose the wise men to give a scientific account to the happenings in the sky when Jesus was born. I believe he needed them to track <laughs> the constellations, that great conjunction that is believed to have happened in order for that bright light, that star to shine. I believe that God wanted a scientific account to the birth of Jesus. Another reason I believe God chose the wise men is because they were considered the most intelligent and knowledgeable individuals in the earth. And so while many may have believed the shepherds, I believe that there were some that did not believe the shepherds because the shepherds were considered of low degree. Their occupation was out in the fields, tending to, to animals who were dirty and smelly. And so there are some who didn't, who I think did not believe the shepherds. So God sent the wise men as another group of individuals to give an account or a witness or a testimony to Jesus' birth. And can we relate y'all? Yes, we can. Because there are some people who will not receive the message of Jesus Christ through us because of how we look because of who they think we are, because of our occupation, because of our education, they will look at, look at us, turn their noses up at us and not receive Jesus. But somebody over here on the other side, they may receive the message of Jesus. God knew his people. <laughs> he knew the creation that he had made and God wanted to make sure that all people could be reached with the message of Jesus Christ. So he sent the highest of the high, the lowest to the low. Sometimes he sent the lowest to the high and the highest to the low. God made sure that everybody would hear the testimony and uh, hear witness to the birth of Jesus Christ. So he used the shepherds and he also used the wise men. So the wise men bore witness to Jesus' birth and they did not come just with their intelligence. They did not come just in their wisdom, but they came to Jesus bearing gifts. When we go to worship Jesus, when we go to visit Jesus, whether it's at our church, whether it's at a revival, where it's in our personal prayer time, our personal worship time, we need to come with a gift, come with our, our open heart, come with a ready mind, come with a surrendered attitude so that we can receive what Jesus has to give to us. But we should bring something to Jesus in worship. We'll get to worship a little bit later, but we should bring something to Jesus when we come to visit him, when we come to him in worship. Um, a praise, a hand wave, a shout in the feet, a song in our heart. We should bring gifts to Jesus just as the Magi did. 
So they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know what? I cannot remember if if my grandma said this or my godmother said this or if I just heard it with somebody else's family. But I've, I've heard from an, an elderly woman that when you go to somebody's house, you take them a gift. Like you don't go to anybody's house empty handed. I have not practiced that because I usually just go, especially to my family, I just go to the house, sit down, we be chilling. But you know, but it is, it, it's nice when you, especially when you go to someone's house that's I'm not a family member or not a friend. You might be going to a baby shower or, of course, you're bringing gifts to the mom, but it might be good to bring a gift to the hostess of that house. And so it is a good practice, I believe. And I believe in the olden days, they brought gifts to each other's home when they visited as a sign of a thank you for receiving me into your home. Thank you for making me feel welcome in your home. Thank you for the food that you're going to provide and the drink that you're going to provide while I'm visiting your home. So I think it's a good practice to have. Watch out thing. Y'all can add it to the chat if you like to. Let's get into this gold, this frankincense, and this myrrh. Y'all, my mama going to be expecting a gift when I come to her house. <laughs> okay, so gold is a yellow precious metal. Um, the chemical element of atomic number 79 is on the periodic table. It's um, element AU on the periodic table. I, mem I, I remember that from high school science, even though I thought it was AG, but it's really AU. I had to look it up to make sure I was right. I had my wrong uh, letters from my from my, uh, from my element on the periodic table. I used to have it memorized, but that's been a long time ago. So gold. Um, it's used in jewelry and decoration, and it also is used to guarantee the value of other currencies. So the wise men brought gifts of gold to honor our King Jesus, the King of Kings, King Jesus, to honor his royalty, to honor his headship, to honor his kingship. Frankincense is an aromatic gum resin from various Asian and African trees. It is used for burning as incense in religious or ceremonial practices. It is used in perfumery and in pharmaceutical and fumigating preparations. So God specifically spoke to Moses about frankincense in Exodus chapter 3, verses 34 through 38. I don't have those scriptures, um, or I didn't uh, write those scriptures or type those scriptures in, so you go back and read it for yourselves. But as you read it, you're going to see that God actually gives Moses a recipe for making frankincense so that he can use it in worship in the temple. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I remember... Um, Jesus telling him, you know, that once you get, I think it was four spices, four different spices, including frankincense in its pure form, put them together in equal parts, grind them up. And if I'm remembering correctly, he told him to put a bowl of that frankincense um, right at the altar so that it was ready when it was time to worship. Oh, I love that. So I have never owned, I've owned frankincense oil. I used to use that to anoint myself. Um, and when I went out to preach the word of God, especially in my early um, years of ministry, I used frankincense um, as a form of worship to God. So frankincense was presented in honor of the Lord, the true living God, who we are to worship in our everyday life and in everything we do. We are to worship the Lord. Our lives should be a savor because frankincense has a, it's like a sweet smelling savor before the Lord. Our life itself should be that sweet smelling savor before the Lord. We should live a life of holiness, 
a life of purity, a life dedicated to God, so much so that our very life is aromatic or perfumic, if that's a word. <laughs> I do make up words, perfumic unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. So myrrh is a fragrant gum resin obtained from certain trees and used especially in the Near East. It is used in perfum perfumery, medicines, and incense. The Israelites would use myrrh as a main ingredient in holy anointing oil. I actually used to have myrrh as well. I got it from the Christian bookstore that I was working at at the time. They had a um, bottle oil, a frankincense bottle oil of myrrh, and it was very popular. Um, a lot of um, pastors and other um, ministry leaders would come in to get that to use in their um, in their services. So again, it's used mainly as an unholy anointing oil. You can find that in Exodus chapter 30, verse 23. Um, there are other two main uses of myrrh. Well, yeah, anointing oil is, a, is one main use and two additional uses for myrrh is perfume, as we see in Esther chapter 2, verse 12. Esther used it in preparation, um, in her purification preparation before she could go before the king. So it's used in purification and preparation. Um, myrrh is also used or used to be used as an embalming fluid or an embalming um, um, oil. Um, we can find that in John chapter 19, verse 39. Um, it was used, Joseph used it when Jesus died on the cross and they took his body down and went to bury him in the tomb that Joseph purchased. Um, they used myrrh to prepare Jesus' body. Um, and so, yes, so myrrh was presented by the wise men to honor the sacrifice that Jesus would make as a pre perfect sacrifice to deliver us from our sins. So this is why we give gifts during Christmas and Three Kings Day, which again is today, in remembrance of the gifts the wise men brought to Jesus and in honor of Jesus' birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. So we use it to honor the birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, we usually make lists to ensure we get what we want for Christmas, especially children. They have a usually a long list of items that they would like purchased for themselves for Christmas. Some of us adults have some lists that we give to our spouses or our parents or our siblings, loved ones of items that we would like for Christmas. But you are the greatest gift that we can give to anyone and the greatest gift that we can give to everyone for Christmas and during Three Kings Day is love. My Aunt Wanda taught us during the virtual celebration of Jesus Christ in December, she taught us that the greatest gift that we can give to anybody during Christmas is love. And that love is Jesus Christ. Give love, you know, during this Three Kings Day. You can give love throughout the year. We're going to talk about that in a, in a minute. Um, so giving love is the greatest gift. And my aunt also said um, that love is the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Like I said, we can give love every day, all day, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, every century. Love is the gift that keeps on 
Thanksgiving. So even as we've already celebrated Christmas, if you celebrated Three Kings Day today, you have a couple more hours to go. Even as this week progresses, show love, show love, show love today to your family, show love to your friends, show love to your coworkers, show love to your church family, show love to those in the grocery store, show love to those that you interact with or that you see while you are out and about celebrate the birth of Jesus, the life, the sacrifice of Jesus by sharing love with everyone that you encounter. Give some love today and then give love throughout the year. Moving on to number 12, this is our last, next to the last section. 12, the number 12, 12 days of Christmas. Remember, I said that it indicated the day, the time frame between Jesus' birth and the time that the wise men came to visit Jesus. That is why the 12 days of Christmas came about. So the number 12 means perfection or authority, um, and in particular, governmental authority. So we see the number 12, oh, I don't, I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, we can find the number 12 at least 183 times, if I'm remembering my number correctly, in the Bible. It's, it's listed about 183 times we can find 12. So I'm going to share a few instances with you. Jacob, Israel's sons, 12 tribes of Israel. That was the first establishment of 12 in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. And I wanted to note here that um, uh, 10 of the 12 tribes were Jacob's direct sons, but two of them were Joseph's sons, um, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim and Manasseh make up the 12 tribes of Israel, but we can still say they were Israel's sons because they were his grandsons. And so they are the 12 tribes of Israel. If you read number 17, you will see that God used 12 staffs to confirm that he had chosen Aaron as a leader to his people. Jesus was 12 when he first, when we first find him in public ministry, teaching, engaging with the religious leaders at that time in the synagogue. You can read that in Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 51. He was teaching. He was listening, he was communicating, he was asking questions, and they marveled about how in the world, what in the world is happening right here with this 12-year-old child that has just as much knowledge and wisdom as we have because he was the son of God, hallelujah, and still is at the right hand of the Father. Okay, Jesus calls 12 disciples to follow him and to learn about him so that they could be an extension of him in the earth. And definitely an extension of him when he um, went back to heaven after the resurrection. There were way too many scriptures about the disciples to list. Um, when I get an opportunity, I will list all of them in the description. It's a lot. And actually, I was reading in my one of my Bible notes. They actually break down each disciple and the scriptures that are attached to them. I will try my best to get that in the description of this video a, a little later. It may not be tonight. It probably won't be tonight, but I'll get it in the description so that you can have those um, scriptures for yourself. Um, I'll either add it to the descriptions or the comments. We'll, 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 I'll figure it out. Um, the last 12 that I want to mention here is there, there are 12 pearly gates to the city. Come on in here, somebody. In New Jerusalem and 12 foundational stones 
on the walls of the city. You can find that in Revelations chapter 21. And a fun fact I found out about the number 12, y'all, is that there are 12 names in the Bible that are two letters. They only have two letters in their name. I do have the scriptures for each of them. I will add these to the description or the comments, um, but I'm just going to read them out to you right now. We have I, R, N, R, Ear. So we got A, R, I, R, E, R, um, No, Og, On, Pay, So, Er, and Us. <laughs> Those are 12 names with only two letters in their name in the Bible. All of them are in the Old Testament. And so again, I will add those scriptures so that you can see them, you know, for yourselves. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to share this fun fact because that'd be good for us to know because I never even considered that. So anyway, we may have all learned something new tonight. Um, the perfection and authority of Jesus as he started his public ministry, teaching at 12, is foretold in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army will make this happen. Hallelujah. And as I wrap up, I believe that God is speaking to us tonight about the number 12. I believe that part of Jesus' government never ending rests with us, his disciples here on earth. His disciples as, oop, let me read it how I wrote <laughs> I believe that part of Jesus' government not ending rests with us, his disciples, as we fulfill the great commission spoken to us in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. So you all, again, as I'm wrapping up, I have 12 challenges for you for this year. I know we said, uh, I shared earlier, this is the 12 days of Christmas. We are extending this to the 12 months of Christmas. So I want you to get your, get your journal, get your tablet, Grab your cell phone. And when I said your tablet, I actually meant your written tablet, but get your technology tablet, your cell phone, whatever you need to write down these 12 challenges. If you don't write them down, I'll also feature them on my website, which I am going to do tonight so that you can have them. These are 12 challenges that I believe the Lord would 
well, I'm going to challenge you and I'm, I'm praying I'm doing it with the approval of the Lord to challenge you to do this year to show the love of Jesus Christ to those that we come in contact with. This is going to be a year of love. I said last night, it's going to be a year of forgiveness. It's going to be a year of love, us showing love to individuals that we come in contact with. So if you're up for the challenge, I would encourage you to commit to this challenge. If you're not able to commit to all 12 months, maybe commit to eight or to six or to two or to three, whatever you feel like you can do. Let's uh, join together in this challenge to bless the people in this earth. Amen. Amen. So January, in case you don't know, January is National Blood Donor Month. And you all, the lowest um, blood comes, African-American um, give the least amount of blood. And so this can sometimes be a hindrance to sickle cell patients. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this at Sip and Say, but it can sometimes be a hindrance to sickle cell patients, which are predominantly African-Americans who are diagnosed with sickle cell. Again, I'm going to get to that Sip and Say in about two weeks, but I wanted to just share that bit of information. You can go ahead and reach, um, research it for yourself. No, you don't have to wait on me. Go ahead and reach, research it for yourself. But if you can, this month, donate blood. If you're not able to donate blood, donate your time time to volunteer or donate a few dollars to the Red Cross or, or donate your vehicle and drive somebody. If you feel safe to do it, you know, if you feel safe to do it, donate your vehicle, meaning drive somebody who wants to give blood, but maybe they don't have a car. Maybe you're elderly, well, maybe not elderly, but maybe a neighbor who doesn't have a vehicle, but wants to give blood, you know, offer that to them this month if you feel safe to do so. So donate blood, donate your time, donate your money, donate your resources so that those who are in need of blood can get that blood. Um, most patients with sickle cell need a blood transfusion once a month, once a month, sometimes more often than that. So again, I'll talk a little bit more about that at Sip and Say with Stephanie. I actually had the best friend of a family member to pass away um, due to complications from sickle cell anemia when we were young, when we were teenagers. And I remember that very clearly. And so I, I'll share a little bit more about that later. So if you can donate blood, donate blood or time or money. For February, share love with someone who may not readily receive love. Like maybe somebody who a lot, who um, maybe on your job, who a lot of people don't talk to them, or maybe somebody at your church who kind of sits in the back or sits by themselves. And maybe there's not a lot of um, people who talk with them or engage with them. So share love with somebody this month with a card, with words of encouragement, with a small gift, maybe taking them out to lunch or taking them out for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and you all just sit and like shoot the breeze or just talk to each other, just have a good time. Um, so share love with somebody this month who may not readily receive love. For the month of March, complete at least one act of kindness each week, at least one act of kindness this week. Examples of acts of kindness, you can compliment someone, um, com like compliment one person a week, minimum of one person, comment every, com compliment, not comment, but compliment at least one person a week. You can compliment somebody every single day for the month of March. However you want to do it, it's totally fine, um, but just share that act of kindness. Pay for someone's groceries or pay for their meal in the drive-thru. Hold the door open for somebody. Y'all, You, I don't know if you notice how many people 
there are a lot of people who will hold the door open for me, especially men. They will hold the door open for me and they'll hold the door open for the elderly or for like a parent who's got like a couple of kids behind them. They'll open the door. And I do that as well. If I see an elderly person, I usually hold the door open for anybody, but like hold it so they can catch it. But I literally hold the door open for them so they can totally go in. I'll usually do that for, for elderly people because, and sometimes they rush to get to the door and I'm like, no, take your, you earned the right to take your time. So you take your time getting through this door and so holding the door open for someone is an act of kindness um you can help a family in need push their groceries you know their grocery cart in the store you can help them load groceries if you feel safe to do so you know if you get permission to do so um, you can hand out some encouragement cards to individuals i do have some if you need them you can fill out the comment um section not the comment but the contact section on bfreeministriesnc.org and we can try to get some of those to you you can also make your own get some note cards write down some scriptures or some encouraging words um or some positive of affirmations and share that with someone at least one person a week for the month of march share acts of kindness for april offer hope for the month of april by witnessing the good news of jesus christ to at least one person for the whole month at least one person because i recognize sometimes we have to gain the courage to witness to people but at least one person for the month of april witness the good news of jesus christ and if they're willing to accept Jesus Christ, pray the sinner's prayer with them. Take them to Romans 9 and 10. Um, and, and you know, if you have a Bible to give them, you know, give them a Bible. Ask your church to give them a Bible. Invite them to your church so that they can grow in the Lord. But witness Jesus to at least one person in April. For the month of May, if you are on social media, offer a positive word or scripture at least one, one time every week and i i'm sharing this because you all there are people whose mother have has passed away and they're missing their mom or their mom might be suffering through a sickness cancer another illness or they may be lonely again because their mother isn't present so share words of love words of encouragement scriptures to encourage people who um, may be finding May to be a difficult time. It might even be that they lost a loved one in the month of May, whether they're mom or child or whatever. They just need some support. So if you're on social media, offer that encouragement at least once a week. We're going to do the same thing in June. If you're on social media, offer a positive word, scripture, um, because there might be individuals who are missing their dad in June. Their dad passed away or another loved one passed away. And Father's Day is hard for them or the month of June is hard for them. So your words of encouragement might be the very word that brings a smile to their face or lifts them up or strengthens them or let them know they can push a little bit further. Um, for July, randomly speak to at least one person each week. Share a smile with them and, and ask them, how you doing today? Like if you're in the grocery store, y'all know I'm talking about the grocery store. If you're in the grocery store, Walmart, Target, wherever you shop, like, hey, how you doing today? You know, just offer that, that smile, that speaking to them at least one person a week during the month of July. I promise you, y'all, it's going to brighten their day. It's going to make them smile. And hopefully you can engage in a conversation with them witness Jesus to them, invite them to church or another um, ministry event you might be having in the community. You know, you never know what sparking a conversation can lead to. In the month of August, choose at least one child or a family and share some school supplies with them. Give them some pencils or 
crayons, colored pencils, notebooks, you know, just some school supplies. Y'all, July is a good time to buy school supplies because year-round schools, most year-round schools start in July. And so school supplies uh, start going on sale in July. So if you can, you know, offer some school supplies to at least one child or at least one family. And if you want to, get your family involved, get your kids involved, get other family members involved, get your friends involved. You can even, you can even expand this and have a back-to-school drive in your community or um, at your church or in your organization. You know, help as many children as you can. Um, if you're not, you know, if you don't want to do this, if you don't have a family in your neighborhood or your church or your community to give to, maybe you can donate to an organization who is having a back-to-school drive and you can share school supplies in that way. And the month of September, September is all for you. <laughs> Choose one activity each week to take care of you. Show your, yourself, show yourself some love in the month of September. So one self-care act of love and kindness towards yourself in the month of September. In October, give a card with encouraging words to a breast cancer survivor or to a breast cancer caregiver. You can do either or, both of them or one of them. So a, a breast cancer survivor or a breast cancer caregiver. Um, share a card or uh, with encouraging words or scriptures, um, words of affirmation, positivity towards them as they are battling cancer, as they are a survivor of cancer, or as they are helping someone else um, overcome cancer. For November, gather a group of family members and friend, family members and or friends and buy a Thanksgiving meal for a family in need. There might be a family in your community. They might be a family at your church who they're not able to provide a Thanksgiving meal for their family, for their children. You can be, you can do that for them. Okay. Um, yes. Yes, get 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 some people involved and get get buy a Thanksgiving meal for your family, for a family in need. For December, give a gift to someone who you would not normally give a gift to. <laughs> so there might be a, a church member or a coworker or your neighbor, or might be somebody in the grocery store that you walk by and like here, here, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, so give a gift. It could be anything. It could be a, a Christmas card maybe a $5 Chick-fil-A gift card, maybe a card with a $5 bill in it. Um, whatever gift you want to give, share at least one gift with someone you wouldn't normally buy a gift for, okay? Y'all, I promise you, if you fully complete this challenge or complete a few months of this challenge, it will enrich your life, it will bless you, and it will brighten someone's day, you all. I promise you it will. So again, I will add the 12-month challenge to Be Free Ministries under 12. Um, I think I'm going to put it under 12. I'll add the link to the description once I get it all together. And I would encourage you to track your progress. Get you a journal or a notebook, your online journal or diary, and track your progress as you are uh, uh, completing this challenge. Y'all, not for me, but for you, you know, see how God is using you to bless other people. It is okay to give yourself a pat on the back for being a conduit of God's love and God's blessings and journal it. Journal how, like the, the interaction with the individuals that you're blessing and journal how it made you feel. 
that's the challenge. Um, I will be reminding us during the Stephanie Humphrey channel, um, uh, live on YouTube and the podcast, I will be reminding us on Thursdays at 6.30 to complete our challenges. And then I'll give you updates about me completing my challenge. And I'll also um, leave space on the website for us to engage with each other so that we can keep each other encouraged as we are completing these challenges. Okay, y'all, that is the word of the Lord for us on tonight. I want to say thank you so much for joining me for this very short teaching um, about the 12 days of Christmas. And I pray that you will find it in your heart or if the Lord will lead you to complete these challenges with me so that we can keep ourselves encouraged and keep others encouraged. Y'all, some people don't have family or friends or coworkers who, who build them up, who strengthen them, who speak life to them, who encourage them, who inspire them. You know, th these opportunities, these acts of kindness, these gifts of love that we are sharing with people, we never know how it will impact the lives of the individuals that we will minister to. I promise you, it will impact them. We just don't know like how or to what degree, unless they come back and share it with us. But we just never know how God is going to use us to showcase his love as we're going forth in this challenge. So let's be a conduit of God's love. Let's be a conduit of God's blessings. Let's be a conduit of God's peace and love and joy to the world. Amen. Amen. That's what he called us to do. So let's be about our father's business. Amen. 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 Y'all, I promise you that's it. So you all, if you want to know more about the ministry, hey, Dara, hey, girl, girl, I got to call you, girl. It's been a minute. Hey, Dara. So I'm, I'm checking the comments right now, you all, because I was actually looking at my teaching. So I'm going to check the comments and see if there's anything that I you all want me to share or address. And oh, yeah. Hey, Dara. It's so good to hear from you. Okay, so let me just check. The gift represents thank you for your hospitality, especially our mothers. We love to receive gifts. Well, well, I didn't add mothers to the May challenge or to the June challenge because most people are going to get a gift for their mother anyway. So this challenge is separate from your normal giving or your normal gifts, okay? It's, it's separate from that. It's totally for somebody else who may have mentored you or helped you along the journey, okay? So for Mother's Day and Father's Day, um, did I add that in? Let me make sure I shared that, that I shared everything that I wrote down for Mother's Day and Father's Day. I think that's a comment my mom was making. Yeah. I, I Yeah, for May and June, you're sharing love with someone like a woman in May, a man in June who has mentored you, who has blessed you, who has helped you along the journey. Somebody other than your mom and other than your father. If I didn't make that clear, somebody other than your mom, other than your father. I will highlight that on the website so that you can have the information. Um, 12 people and alternates make up jewelry. Yeah, oh, that's good, mommy. 12 people make up a jewelry. That is very, I don't know why it's 12. It really should be an odd number. It should be 13 or um 11 you know just if there's a tiebreaker you got six and six you know but it is 12 members of jury in a criminal case that is very true all right y'all again thank you so much for joining me tonight for this teaching i really appreciate your 
the power of presence. I encourage you to share this with your family and friends. Share the challenge. Once I get the challenge up and running on the website, I will add it to the description. So come back here to get it. And also share it with your family and friends. Let's make this a family affair. Let's make this a community affair. Um, involve your church members in it. You know, let's just all be a blessing to this world, okay? All right, y'all. So look, join me next week at 6.30 p.m. as we have Be Free Ministries Bible Study. And then, of course, the last two Thursdays in this month will be Sip and Say with Stephanie. I love you all. You all be blessed. Enjoy um, the rest of this evening and your weekend. And you all do something fun this weekend. Do at least one activity for yourself and or with your family. That's a lot of fun. All right, y'all. I love you all. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. every Thursday, I also go live on all podcasts at 8 o'clock p.m. every Thursday. Join me then and don't forget to subscribe. Blessings.